Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my co-host, my pal, the man, the rock, the foundation himself, my main man, Greg. And as always, John Malika. Make sure to like, subscribe on our YouTube. We have new visuals going on. We are in the off-season still. Otherwise, audio, just about the same. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Stitcher. We are, you name it, we are there. Just like and subscribe mm-hmm. there for us. Hit that five-star review. Hit us with that comment. Other than that, what's up, Greg? How you doing, man? Jets off season. We are, we are yeah. deep into this thing, man. I, I cannot remember an, a Jets off season like this. Maybe the Sam Darnold uh, off season where every single day we were staring at our Twitters at any Jets news just about any quarterback we were watching tape. I feel like that was the last time we were this locked in, but we are locked in for completely different quarterback reasons. But man, every single every single person that knows I'm a Jets fan has blown up my phone within the last two, three weeks because of this quarterback situation, because of the, the head coaching situation, because of other dominoes that are falling in and around the Jets. How are you doing, Greg? What's... What's your temperature like, man? Because I I know usually calm, cool, and collected through this Jets offseason, but I know that panic button's always really close to your hand. So oh, you always. <laughs> I feel good right now, man. I, I it's you know all season long. Uh, you know there was whispers, there was rumors. You floated out there a couple times about Aaron Rodgers. To me, I thought it was always a pipe dream. I thought it was daydream and stuff. I never thought it was actual possibility. It seems like it's a real possibility. <laughs> but then again, I, I still don't know how much of a narrative is that we're painting these these things. You know, you see people online. The only way a successful offseason is if we get Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers is plan A, and then a distant plan B is Derek Carr or Lamar <laughs> Jackson. It, you know, it's like it, we're setting ourselves up to fail. It's like we're essentially saying as, an, as a fan base – in February, the Super Bowl hasn't even been played yet. That if we don't get a two or three time, a multi and multiple MVP Super Bowl winner as a quarterback at free agency to the likes you've very rarely ever seen in the history of the NFL, then our offseason is a complete failure no matter what we do. And our backup plan is getting another MVP. And if we don't get that MVP, then we land on Derek Carr, who was second in passing last year in the NFL. And that's a complete terrible offseason. And we might as well just pack it in. Like, it's crazy to me how we've set ourselves up to be so disappointed. And like I said, it's 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 the first week of February. I love that I'm you're nervous. positive. I love that you're positive about the Derek Carr stats. I mean, that, that makes you a better man than me. Because I, at the moment, I am with you on the Aaron Rodgers are bust. And then it goes Lamar Jackson or bust. And... To be fair, those are pipe dreams. Like, those are Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yes, Lamar Jackson, if he is remotely how he's played, he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And yep, those are pipe dreams, man. One, Aaron Rodgers has to literally agree and tell the world that the only team he wants to play for is the New York Jets. That's the, that's the only way he's coming, which I've been hanging my hat on that for a while. I don't know how much how much more confident I could be about that without being completely delusional, right? Like, it's maximum 30% at this point. Lamar Jackson, 
the, the, the most interesting news that's come out lately is he's $100 million apart on guaranteed money. And the interesting the thing is... distance on guaranteed money. <laughs> the interesting is here, especially with Lamar Jackson, he doesn't have an agent. So that yeah. leak is not coming from his agent. It's not coming from him. That's coming from Baltimore. And we know that the Baltimore front office, they play hardball. Yep. So it doesn't really necessarily make me excited. Even if they're far apart, even if he gets franchise tagged, it's going to cost us three plus first round picks plus the $200 million that he wants to get Lamar Jackson on this team. We're going to severely cripple ourselves just, just to get Lamar on the squad. So I think it'll be formidable still because we have so many rookies. But it's still going to hurt us if Lamar Jackson comes. It's not going to be all happy-go-lucky. Oh, this team is going to run to the Super Bowl here. It's really not. Aaron Rodgers, again, I think it would be better for us on the on the talent standpoint. I don't think it will cripple us as much. I think the contract will be reworked. Even the way it sits, it's fine. Lamar, uh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to cost anything more than maximum one first-round pick, in my opinion. Yep. So... You know, those are the positives there. And then we go to Derek Carr. I mean, those have been the, 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 hot, the hot three names. We all know that the news coming out right now is Derek Carr went to go see his first visitation, which is New Orleans, which really caught everybody off guard. Yeah. However, New Orleans doesn't have a quarterback, so it shouldn't catch you off guard. You know what I mean? Any team looking for a quarterback should be in line for any of these, let's call them top three names, but you got to throw in Jimmy G at the end there. And I know it's kind of unpopular, but I'm throwing in Ryan Tannehill. He's going to be he's going to be my 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 fifth dark horse name. I I really I think Tennessee is doing a completely new revamp on the offense. They got rid of the coaches. We took one of them and Keith Carter, their offensive line coach. They're changing everything up on the offensive side of the ball. I wouldn't be too shocked that Tannehill comes through. So at least just so you know, this episode here, man. Let's just start with Aaron Rodgers. It was Aaron okay. Rodgers Tuesday. Okay. He came out on the Pat McAfee show. There's no even reason to give you guys a sound bite this week because he didn't say much except for he's going into a dark room for four days. Literally, no lights, no stimulation, no phone by himself, and he's gonna contemplate his future in this isobaric chamber with sensory deprivation, yada, yada, yada. It's easy to go out right now and just call him a crazy guy and say, why would you want this guy on your team? Why are you going to wait? You know, why are you going to hold your franchise, your, your, your billion-dollar franchise with millions of dollars on the stake, whether it's yeah. investing for the future, whether it's your fans? You're going to hold it on some guy who is going to go on a retreat for four days uh, in, in pitch black and we kind of trust him. I understand that that's tough. So I'll throw it up to you, Greg. What are your initial thoughts here about Aaron Rodgers and how he's handling this offseason? To be honest with you, it feels really calculated. It started off as soon as he finished that last meeting, he had a week off and then he went whale watching for a week and then he did the pro-am in Pebble Beach for a week. And then lastly... He's on this retreat, and guess what, Greg? Guess when everything is going to end? Right after the Super Bowl. He has that Iron Rodgers Tuesday, right after the Super Bowl. His retreat's going to be over. The game's going to be over. He has been intent on not making 
this Super Bowl about Aaron Rodgers. He wanted to wait until after yep. it's done. And coincidentally, we'll get into it, but Derek Carr, he has to be cut by the Wednesday after the Super Bowl. So uh, before everyone goes freaking out about how we're going to wait this whole franchise, about how we're, you know, we're going to uh, kind of be waiting on this quote-unquote drug addict to, to, to decide and we're going to be kind of just waiting here with, with twiddling our thumbs, I just really think that's narrative. I just really think that's about people who just have a feeling about this guy, Aaron Rodgers. To me, it all feels calculated, and it's all coming to place, man. It, you know, we, we keep, I mentioned in the beginning, our group chats, our anxiety. It's just all building up until the Super Bowl, and then the Monday comes where a couple of offensive coordinators, a couple of defensive coordinators from the actual Super Bowl teams are going to probably get moving on to new squads. On the Tuesday, yep. Aaron Rodgers will tell us. On Wednesday, Derek Carr will be cut. I'm, I'm hyped about that. But let's just start with Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts about how, the way he's handling this offseason, man? I think he's handling fine. I think he's been through it a few times. That's what's kind of annoying if you're a Green Bay Packers fan is that he feels like he does this every year. I mean, to me, I definitely – I could have sworn the Pat McAfee thing. It's like he's going on this retreat to decide if he's going to play football next year, not necessarily deciding on what team he's going to play for next year. I think there's no way in yeah. hell he doesn't play football next year. <laughs> So this whole thing, reasons. yeah, yeah. He gets fifty-five million dollars next season, um, fully guaranteed if he plays or something like that. So, you know, I think there's he's absolutely playing next year. What team he's playing for, I think that's still going to be up in the air. Whether it's decided the week after the Super Bowl next week, or whether it's decided later in the off season, that's I think, you know, yet to be determined. I don't think we're going to come in on the Tuesday after the Super Bowl and have a definitive answer on like where Rodgers is playing. Um, maybe we'll have an answer on if he wants to stay in Green Bay or not. I also that, don't. That, I don't. That's I haven't got the. That's the whole battle. I, yeah, but I also haven't got the vibe yet if it's his decision to stay in Green Bay. Like, have you got the feeling that Green Bay might just move on from him because they're like, dude, we have Jordan Love, we have we drafted him with a first round pick, we have to figure something out. But obviously, he has a no-trade clause. Obviously, he can't get traded to the NFC. He does not. He doesn't have it. Okay. No. So, that's a good so do, point. Do you think... It's a good yeah, point you're making. What do you think the relationship is? <laughs> yeah, it's a good point you're making here. So, you mentioned how I was all over Green Bay. Honestly, since since we went. Since the Jets went this year and I was there, I, I heard the murmurs. I was talking with the, with the owners of the team in, in the stands with me. And... Yeah. I made fun of them because they were booing Aaron Rodgers. And then yeah. Jordan Love ended up coming in at the end. And we were, you know, talking in jest about it. However, honestly, it's a reality at this point. Jordan Love is on his last year of his contract, Greg. They cannot Crazy. trade up for a quarterback and then never let him play and then walk. You can't. Or on vice versa, you can't trade up for a quarterback, never let him play, and then give him a new deal. Like, and both of those are disasters for Green Bay. And so the rumor was going into this offseason that Jordan Love himself will ask for a trade if Aaron Rodgers comes back because he's going to be screwed. You know, also, no team is going to want to pay him real money because Green Bay didn't play him. They're going to be like, they know something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So from the Aaron Rodgers perspective, Greg, he does not have a, he does not have a no trade clause. So your question is, why wouldn't Green Bay just do whatever they want? Why is it up to Aaron Rodgers? It's up to Aaron Rodgers because they're going to have to pay him $60 million. So imagine having to write a check for 55 mil, whatever it is, before the season starts to have a guy who's going to be 
I would say a cancer to your locker room if you have him as your bench player <laughs> behind Jordan Love. You just can't have Aaron Rodgers as your bench guy. Yeah. Or number two, you're going to have a disgruntled organization. Like, think about it. You have veterans, Bakhtari making $20 million as left tackle. You have a free agent in Nixon who almost made the Pro Bowl. You get, you're not going to be able to resign because you have Aaron Rodgers, because you have to think about Jordan Love, because you have this left tackle. There's so many issues here. Alan Lazard is a, is a free agent. Green Bay's in a, in, in a predicament. But to be honest with you, especially with – it's hard to understand, Greg. When you go there, he's already in the Hall of Fame. Like, we joke around about Mike White. Yeah. How he's, He's literally in the Hall of Fame already. Like, they have a wink for him. They have his jersey. He's a legend. And they don't want what happened with Brett Favre to happen with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is pretty clear about that originally. Yeah. He said that. I don't, want, I don't want this to... So we have PTSD as fans. Oh, you're just going to be like Brett Favre every year? You're going to tell us whether or not you're going to retire or not? Dude, Brett Favre did this well into training camp. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like the free agency was over. The draft was over. The, the teams are practicing already for the new year. And he's like, oh, yeah, I want to come back. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Not only do I want to come back, I want to play for the Vikings, the division rival. <laughs> They're like, no, dude, no, none of that. Like, if you really want to go, we'll send you to the AFC. Just like, get away from us. You are, you're ruining everything. Every offseason you're ruining, you're ruining our plans. That's not what Aaron Rodgers is doing. So I want to get rid of that narrative. But to answer your question, he does not have a no trade clause, but he's Aaron Rodgers. When you have $60 yeah. million guaranteed, you officially have a no trade clause because. <laughs> yeah. Somebody made a joke. Uh, shout out to Zach Rosenblatt of the Athletic. Right, he he's been killing Twitter uh, with his with his dry humor uh, these days, and he mentioned, "Hey, what happens if Green Bay trades Aaron Rodgers when he's in self isolation?" Right, he's saying he's without communication. Is that what if he comes out after four days? And all of a sudden, he's on another team. That would be hell for that other team. Absolute hell. Imagine having to trade for someone that you owe sixty million dollars to, and he doesn't want to play for you. It's like you're literally, I know this is a different team, different topic. It's like you're trading for Kyrie Irving. It's like you're trading yeah. for Kyrie Irving right now. For what? <laughs> you know, like the Jets aren't, the Jets aren't a stable franchise like the, like the Mavericks in, in, in this perspective. You know what I mean? They, they don't have an yeah. owner who, who has some stability here, who has can get away before. with. Who has won before? Who can get away with, hey, we're just running this one year with Luca, see how it goes as a rental. It was cheap, and then we could re-sign him later. That's that's not what we're dealing with, man. This is the New York Jets. If Aaron Rodgers comes here, it has to be for two years, and it's Super Bowl or bust. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's a that's that's a completely different uh organizational swing. So, in my opinion, Greg, he does have a no-trade clause. And whatever okay. Aaron Rodgers says goes. To be honest with you, if Aaron Rodgers says I'm retiring, it's over. If Aaron Rodgers says I'm playing for Green Bay, I'm calling Green Bay and asking for Jordan Love. I've been saying that. everyone's been calling me crazy, but it's time it's time to to cash in these crazy checks. Aaron Rodgers is a possibility. <laughs> yeah. If not, Jordan Love is a possibility. Let's go from your well, crazy I'm, to my crazy. If you're done with Aaron Rodgers, last thing I'll note. Yeah. Everybody's been coming at me with the Vegas odds, Greg. Mm -hmm. I have two notes to make about the Vegas QB odds. Number one, where on earth can I find these stupid odds to bet? 
Everybody yeah. keeps sending me screenshots and pictures of websites. I go on all the apps. I cannot find one spot to bet on it. I, I would love to I, because I, I have my own uh, concoction in my brain of where all these quarter racks are going to land, where I, have, I think Eric Bieniemy is going to go to the Ravens. I, I, I have a lot of thoughts. I wish I could bet on it. So I, it feels like fake. It feels like fake news just to rile up conversation. Oh, here are the new odds. And before you get too excited about it, before you say, quote-unquote, Vegas knows all, guess who was the favorite to sign Deshaun Watson? By a large margin. It wasn't even close. The New York Jets. And guess who yep. never was even in the running for Deshaun Watson? Never even close. <laughs> New York Jets. Yep. So yeah. that, like, that's, a, that's the first note. And the second note is, and this is where I guess we could wrap up this Aaron Rodgers situation. If you just calm down for the next week at least. He said the Vegas stuff was fake news. He literally was joking around. He's yeah. like, I don't know where that came from. I don't talk to anybody. I am my camp. You will hear from me, likely on a Tuesday, likely on Pat McAfee show what I'm doing. Everything else you hear is from Green Bay. <laughs> like, and so that's where I'm at there with Aaron Rodgers. I, I, in my heart of hearts, Greg, I legitimately do not believe he's going to go back to the Green Bay Packers. I am with you. I think he's going to play football again. And if those two things actually happen, like check mark, check mark, he comes out and says, I'm going to put the Jets odds at 75% for Aaron Rodgers to come to the Jets. If if he's playing and and if the Green Bay wants to and move he's on, not which we already know. Day. We already yeah. know that Green Bay wants to move on. Let's, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of put a, a green check mark there. If Aaron Rodgers wants to come back and, and Green Bay is like, no, let's, we're going to move on from you, I'm going to put the Jets at a 75% mark, which is insane. I've never even said that number out loud. I don't want to think it's about wild. that number. But that's what we're, that's what, for me, it's, we're really up against Aaron Rodgers. And the last note is, I will not be upset if Aaron Rodgers retires. Not even 1% upset. However, if Aaron Rodgers goes to another team, I am 10 out of 10 pissed off. Hey, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> I'm going to be on a tear here. I'm going to be so upset with the Jets, especially if it's bad compensation. Like, that's where I'm going to be livid. But that's yeah. where I'm at right now with Mr. A.A. Ron. If he decides he's playing, if Green Bay, we know, doesn't want to, doesn't want to deal with him, it's a 75% chance. If he goes to Green Bay, if he's like, I'm coming, Green Bay's like, all right, we'll run it back one more year. I'm giving up this year's second-round pick for Jordan Love, straight up. Really? Yeah, straight up. Okay. That's a nice investment. He's a, he's a be There's no better quarterback in the second round than him. He's a one-year deal. And you could sign him for anything. If he if he blows up, if he does amazing, you're not giving him thirty million dollars, which is what Purdy, you know, projecting now yeah. in a couple of years, which is what Daniel Jones might get. A lot of crazy quarterbacks talking about thirty million is is the yeah, baseline giving him, here. You're giving him fifteen or twenty with incentives. No problem. If he, that's if he has and an he's amazing a five year. or ten million dollar hit on the cap, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. I'm with you with that. All right. So let's move on to Derek Carr visiting New Orleans here. That's the, that's the news coming out. His first official visitation, which means that it was granted to New Orleans. He's not a free agent. He has to be granted. So that means yep. that New Orleans, in some sort of back way fashion, said, we'd be willing to give you compensation for this pick. You know, for, sorry, give you a, comp like a compensation pick for Derek Carr. Probably a third or fourth round, but no, this... One, to me, means that nobody else <laughs> said we're going to trade for him, which is interesting. Yeah. And, and number two, all it feels to me 
is like New Orleans is kind of legally tampering here. Because, Greg, the person that, in fact, does have a no-trade clause is Derek Carr. And yep. Derek Carr, unlike Aaron Rodgers as well, has beef with the Raiders. Okay? He, he, he doesn't want he's, the Raiders. He's made to that very happy. clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he, there's no part of him like, yeah, let's, let's try to help out the Raiders on my way out. No. And also, if he indeed does get cut on Tuesday, because that's when he's owed his, his, his money, he's going to get $7 million to be cut tax-free from Vegas. He's literally going to be seven, he's seven million. It, it, go ahead. Go wherever you want, and we're not going to cripple your next team. They're in completely different situations, yet they also feel so similar. Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. I mentioned how you were optimistic about Carr, which you, you checked me a little bit on it. I, I've been saying I'm not too confident about his ability in the cold weather. You told me, you know, you're not so confident about the situations in those cold weather games, etc. I'm with you. I'm still not that confident about Derek Carr. He's still number three or four on my list of potential quarterbacks, kind of fighting with Jimmy G in my brain, right? Because of like cost and commitment. Yep. What are your thoughts on Derek Carr, man? And then we'll, we'll specifically get into him uh, in New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, like uh, I've said from my top 10 QB list uh, now, you know, I, I think he's. He's a good passer. I'm not worried about the cold weather. Again, like if you're talking about so, like freezing weather, how many Jets games were freezing weather this season? Maybe two. Anything under 36 degrees, I think was sure. the number. Yep. Dude, we're playing at MetLife Stadium. I mean, we can't have a guy who's scared of the cold. I I I, I don't care. I don't care that we got you know. One I know. I'm just saying, how many games decent- this season were that two? I know it's not ideal, but it's like I mean we're gonna we're gonna just move on from this guy because two games might be bad based on the weather. Well, it's the crazy. playoffs too. You have to assume that any playoff game is gonna be cold. Yeah, but then even then, looking at the playoff games, like how many of them really were? You, you know, yeah, it's just not I mean, as much I, as people think. It's just not as much okay. as people think. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, it's Greg, like but if it's November, if it's a November game and it's windy and I'm cold in in in, in the parking lot at 9 a.m., the game's over. I, I can't have that. I can't have that with my new quarterback yeah. that I'm paying money to. I just can't. I can't show up. Well, closer. it's already over with Zach wish. Wilson anyway. I have no one wish, what? Greg. I have one wish. If yeah. I drive to Jet Life Stadium at 9 a.m., I don't want to feel like the game's over already before I, while I'm standing there four hours before kickoff. I, I yeah. that's the one ask I have because we're going into every game disabled. We are disabled at quarterback. I don't know how else to say it. Every single year, and forget that every single week last year of the season, we were disabled at quarterback every week. We're talking about whether Joe Flacco's going to throw 70 times. We're talking about whether we could hide Zach Wilson, whether he can make a, a, a slant pass. We're wondering whether Mike White can play with five broken ribs. I mean, we're disabled, that quarterback, man. <laughs> so when you're telling me yeah. that my next, my next franchise guy is going to be a guy who can't play in the cold, a guy who we're not sure can handle the media, come on. Like, come on, give me a break for once in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, so, there are no breaks. That's that's my whole thing is like, you know, who, like, you know, we're getting bent out of shape about hypothetical situations that might not happen. You know what the reality is? We haven't had a good quarterback in 10 years. So we can get bent out of shape about 
cold weather games that may or may not exist, whether we're at home or may or may not be on the road in the playoffs, whether we may or may not be in the playoffs, or we can just go out and sign a guy that was second in passing last year in the NFL. Also second. So, no, yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you. I got hey, you. All right. So Beggars gave me choosers. Ball. That's what you're going with. It's, it's what you want. So the whole, the whole thing that's funny about this is when you look at people online, it's, you know, option one, Aaron Rodgers, option two, Lamar Jackson, option three, Derek Carr. What happens when plan C falls out from underneath you when plan when plan A and plan B haven't even started yet? So that's so that's it, what's so awesome goes, about free agency is that it's not linear. It, they can all they're all happening at the same time. So we could lose Derek Carr before we even take a shot at Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson because he might go to the Saints, it seems like. Saints are willing to give up a pick. Rumor is a third round pick to jump the line and get him before he gets cut. I'm surprised about the Saints because of just where they're at, you know, with picks and with salary cap. You know, the Saints are one of those teams that I feel like kind of finagle both picks and salary cap, but I guess maybe they got a pick back from Sean Payton when he went to Denver. I can't remember what those picks were, but maybe they're using that. They got some nice compensation. They got some nice compensation from Denver for a head coach. That was usually a salary for them again. (laughs) It's crazy. They're usually a salary cap hell. But don't forget, Michael Thomas, his money got pushed. Your boy, Michael Thomas, they're about to save. He's a $60 million, quote-unquote $60 million cap hit. He's gone. He's going he's gonna to have no dead cap. They figured that out. So their cap is going to change a little bit. Plus, everybody's gaining was like $15 million. Yep. Listen, to be honest with you, he's a nice fit in New Orleans. It's a dome team. The, the the fan base loves their 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 team and their quarterback no matter what. They're they're always gonna be on their side. They have weapons, they have a solid defense, and they have Olave, they have Camara, they got a squad. It's a nice fit for him. To be honest with you, if I'm Derek Carr, I would accept that that trade clause with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'd I think the Saints line up. Yeah, I think the Saints line up well for him. Let me ask you this. Would you if you're Derek Carr? I mean, this is a little this is a little off the rails here, but if you're Derek Carr, are you accepting to just keep your deal, which might be less than Daniel Jones at this point? <laughs> you know, when it's all said and done here after this offseason, going to New Orleans, helping out Vegas, and kind of being stuck there? Or are you just kind of taking this meeting and then once free agency hits for you on Thursday, then you go visit, you can go visit the Saints. You can go visit the Texans, which, you know, their first ever season took your brother. And so you guys are beloved there. You kind of grew, you grew up kind of in the Houston Texans organization. They have a new coach. They ha- everybody loves. They have yeah, a bunch, of, first, they have a bunch of picks. Yeah, and they, and they got the first round pick. Like, you know, there's the Houston. There's the Carolina route, which I think that's the answer for him. Go with Frank Reich. Solid defense. Solid running game. You have some nice draft compensation coming up because of Christian McCaffrey. If I'm Derek Carr, I'm not going to the Jets. Like, that is the last place I'm going. Like, you know, sometimes you have to think about the other side, right? Like, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, that's why I put that 75% mark for Aaron Rodgers. It makes perfect sense for him. If he's going to play, if it's not Green Bay, to come to the New York Jets, that's his best situation, in my opinion. For Derek Carr, it's not his best situation. Dude, Hey, Greg, you're a big Christian. I'm a big Christian. We come from Christian families. Derek Carr, big Christian. 
that's not going to roll <laughs> in, in the New York media, dude. He, you can't come out and say, God, this, God, that, everything's fine because it's not going to work. He's going to get, he's going to, they're going to kill him. You know what I mean? Yeah. When he comes out with his eyeliner and he throws three interceptions, we're going to kill him. He, there's going to be no redemption for Derek Carr. And I think it'll be, honestly, the, all the disasters of Vegas that he sees, like all the bad things that have come out of Vegas, I feel like will come out of the Jets for him so fast. So fast. You know what I mean? We'll turn on him. If we start 0-3 with Derek Carr, it's over. It's over. We're going we're gonna to burn him at the stake. And that's what, that's what I'm really worried about. And from him, from his perspective, I'm not going to the Jets. I'm being honest. They have the weapons, but it's just not, it just wouldn't be my, my type of deal. If I'm him, I would go to a, a slightly warm city, right? That we met, like that we mentioned, a dome in New Orleans, Carolina, something like that. And I would move on. But let me ask you this real quick before we move on from, from Derek Carr. Would you, what do you care about if you're Derek Carr? Because I know what I care about from his perspective. Like if I'm, you know, from, from your perspective, Greg, what does Derek Carr care about? What should he care about? Should he care about the money? Should he care about screwing Vegas over kind of like in a Joe Psy way? Whereas like, I just, you know, I just don't want Vegas to get compensation. I don't care what it is and I'll figure it out because I'm getting $7 million anyway. Does he care about the defense? Does he care about the offensive weapons? Does he care about the coaches? Is he, does he really only care about the weather? Is that a real thing in his brain? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think for him, I'm, number one option, I mean, guys, for me, if I was him, number one option would be winning. Number two option would be money. Number three option would be location. If he so offense he or defense when you say winning? See, for him, I think it's I think it's a combination of both. But for him, I would want to get on a good defense, dude. If you've played in the league yeah. for 10 years, your average defensive ranking for the team that you're on is 25th in the NFL. He's played and on he's a played bottom third. Weapons. Yeah, but he's played on with a bottom third defense every single time. Every single season, every single game, every single drive, he has to go win for 10 years now. He got drafted in 2014. It's 2023. That's, That's tough crazy. to do. That's tough Yo, I to do. Remember him playing with Devontae Adams. That's so that's so crazy, man. How, how yeah. long ago that was. That really yeah, is crazy. It's also crazy that they just traded for Devontae Adams and he's leaving, but I uh, what are you gonna do? Um but listen, that's what happens when you spend so much money into two positions, man. You can't afford it. And yeah. we talk about Mark Davis a lot, and we talk about how he's he's cash poor. A little off topic, but he's being now investigated by the WNBA because he owns the Aces, the Las Vegas Aces, and they're doing some shady under salary cap stuff where yeah. the salary cap is so low for WNBA, but all these stars are coming, so they're talking about whether he's paying them you know, outside of the salary cap. So he's in some deep okay. stuff here. I don't think he has the cash for Derek Carr. I think he's gone. Oh man, we are we are in we are in a tailspin as Jets fans, man. To be honest, there's only one more one more week, in my opinion, of this of this torture. We're gonna know at least what happens with Aaron Rodgers. We're gonna at least know what happens with Derek Carr next week, and I think that's gonna make the dominoes fall on Jimmy G. So before we get out of here on the on the on the quarterback stuff and move move over to a little bit of a Senior Bowl recap, yep. 
I'm not going to ask all your thoughts on RGBG because everyone has their own, I, I would say, opinion based on the, the Patriots, based on whatever we saw from San Francisco, and then whatever the injuries. I think it's all the same there. So let me ask you a little bit of a nuanced question. Would you rather have Jimmy G or Derek Carr and why? Derek Carr because he's a better passer. So does the scheme mean anything to you? Like that Jimmy G's going to come in here and he's going he's gonna to run the West Coast and they're not going to have to teach him a brand new language with Hackett? Like Derek Carr's going to have to learn a whole new system. Like that, a li- it worries me a little bit. A, a, a tiny bit because this Hackett guy, I love him. I've been defending Hackett, you know, especially his play calling. But I don't know if he's ready to teach a new guy, you know, in one to two years. The, the window is so small, dude. The window is so small. Yeah, I mean, didn't didn't what's his name? Uh, didn't Derek Carr run the West Coast offense with uh, who's the guy with the emails? John Gruden. Look at doesn't that. John Gruden doesn't John Gruden run the West Coast offense? So I uh, you know I don't think it's crazy, dude. You have to remember what Derek Carr's been through in Las Vegas. Besides the franchise moving, which is like a crazy thing to go through. Most quarterbacks, a la Jared Goff, don't make it. You had John Gruden come in and have an email scandal that blew up the whole league. You had him finally, after seven years, get a winning team and go be on the verge of making the playoffs and snap his ankle in the last week of the season. <laughs> that was crazy. So was he crazy. couldn't make the so he couldn't play in the playoffs and they lost. Then you had Rich Basicchia come in for John Gruden to take over. Oh, you had Antonio Brown come in and start saying all kinds of crazy racist shit. <laughs> then you had John Gruden with the emails. Rich Basicchia come in and take over the team midseason, bring your team all the way up for, with an interim head coach to be in the final game of the season and lose on a field goal to make the playoffs. Like, he's been through so much in five or six years. The whole, like, I don't know if he can handle this weather. I don't know if he can handle this media and all this stuff. I don't know if that's true. So... I think his offense, John Gruden, like I said, ran, runs a West Coast-style offense. I think Derek Carr, a 10-year vet, can figure out the offense. To me, it's not so much scheme. It's just I think he's a better quarterback. Than Jimmy G. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Last thing I'll know here with the quarterback situation for the Jets, I know about 30 minutes in here, I know we, 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 we you're, you're listening, you have the anxiety that we have. We're just here to... Talk about the facts, the contract situation, kind of dispel any rumors, and kind of talk about any new rumors slash information that comes about from different avenues. The last thing I'll know here before we move on to Senior Bowl recap, we know that Peter Schrager is connected with the Jets. We know that Bill Simmons is connected with the NFL. And on the last podcast that just came out, they're pretty confident that Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets, which really blows my mind every time they say that. That's the second time Peter Schrager has alluded to that. And we know that Schrager knows the Jets' front office. Another note is Connor Rodgers was at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, which we'll get yep. into right now. Noted that the biggest untold kept secret is that the Jets are all in on Aaron Rodgers. That's a weird thing to ha- that's a weird thing to talk about at the Senior Bowl. <laughs> like I, I don't know how that's coming up, but if that's a real thing, hey man, 
We just got to gotta hope that sensory deprivation tank goes well uh, for Aaron <laughs> yeah. Rodgers. But yeah. no matter who's the quarterback, Greg, no matter who's the quarterback, let's get into some Jets talk here. I was just, um, I was just actually just telling my brother, because uh, he was laughing at me. He's like, don't, don't, don't you get tired of every single offseason just like wishing for a quarterback? He's like, the last 10 years, every single offseason, you're like, this is the year we're about to get X quarterback and he's going he's gonna to change everything. Whether it was Zach Wilson, whether it was Sam Darnold, whether it was Brett Favre, well, you know, no matter what, yeah, it was Brock Purdy, Christian Hackenberg, the list goes on and on. Bryce Petty, who was killing it every Petty. year. There's somebody who I'm like, yo, this is this guy. He he he, he can make some moves for us. Yeah, Fitzpatrick, so, sure. Fitz, oh, I, I mean, I went to Buffalo for Fitzmagic. That was the best season we had in, in decade. I, I thought that was it. Uh, you know, fool's gold. Mm-hmm. We gave him a contract. I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't get any worse for us than when it comes to the Jets quarterback situation. But I was talking to my brother about it, and I was like, hey, man, the best part about this is the offseason, and it starts with the Senior Bowl. Like, now we have the East-West Shrine Bowl, which, honestly, I'm beyond, it's kind of new for me, so I've been all over that. Yeah. And then it's draft season where, no matter who the quarterback is, it's time to improve this team. And we yeah. got Joe Douglas on the screen right now. We look, we look the same, I know. I know we look... We look the same right now on the YouTube. Check us out there. Knicks comma Jets comma ETC period. He's had great drafts. There's a lot, there's a lot bad to say about Joe Douglas. For me, it has mostly to do with signing veteran free agents. But when it comes to the draft, I have nothing bad to say. It's, even though there's bad picks, I still have nothing bad to say. I love his scouting. I love the offensive line help. Did you see did you see the story about Rex and LaFleur. Is that what you were really go going ahead. to? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. They were just pushing really hard for Zach Wilson. They were saying that. So Mike LaFleur and was it Rex? What's his last name? I can't remember. Is the assistant general manager. I just remember from, from all the one jet drive stuff. He's the, yeah, he's the guy yeah. that talks. Yeah, he's the guy that talks a lot. Goes to, does the interviews and stuff like that with the press with Joe Douglas, but assistant general manager. Um and they they apparently fell in love with with uh, Zach Wilson and were trying to convince people in the organization that he's better than Trevor Lawrence. And people in the organization were like, "What are you talking about?" Stop listening so, to Chris Sims, bro. <laughs> They're yeah. like, "Dude, you we need to cancel your Chris Sims subscription." <laughs> so take that. Yeah. So so that so that was gonna be my question for you: Is do you believe that story? Do you believe there was anyone? Delusional enough to think that Zach Wilson is better than Trevor Lawrence, the best prospect oh, yeah. since Peyton Manning. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. do you think they were in our building? The delusion around NFL draft is mind-boggling. I mean, don't don't forget. At that time, we had Jeremy Fowler of ESPN who did a whole hit piece about how Trevor Lawrence should go back to college, get his master's, so he could avoid the New York Jets dumpster fire of an organization. Meanwhile. He goes to Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, at the same time, you have this BYU pro day where Zach Wilson runs left, throws right. Everybody loses their absolute minds. Now it's who's going to trade up for Zach Wilson? Should the Jets maybe move out of that pick because other people want him so bad? Like I was here 
Denver was huge. Oh, BYU kid. Denver's their squad. Russell Wilson wasn't there yet. Like, why don't they just trade up and get Zach? And we were like, no, no, we need Zach. We, you know, we, we can't trade him. BYU was going crazy. I must have watched that Coastal Carolina game uh, 87 times <laughs> during that offseason. 100%, I, th- I think people were convinced that Zach Wilson was better than Trevor Lawrence. You know why? Because Trevor Lawrence got old. Not in the sense of age, but in the sense of in your to your senses. Every year he was there, he was on Clemson. You could throw up to Dabo Sweeney. You say, oh, he, he's just in the ACC. When he plays against real teams, he loses, even though he's never lost on a Saturday because, you know, the championship was on a Sunday. You know, they... Yeah. they, they he's they, only they lost championship games. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, oh, okay. You know, he's, he's obviously bad, though, because he does good when it's bad competition. When the good competition comes... He folds. Then we have Zach Wilson, who's running around, who has, who has, he's a pretty boy, who has the swagger. He's wearing the shorts. He's, he, he has the, he has the arm strength. Like Zach Wilson's arm actually might be better than Trevor Lawrence. Like if you just like play a tape and like watch this guy run left, throw it, you know, a bullet to the right, and then you watch Trevor Lawrence, I would probably say that yep. Zach Wilson might be better. Like you could probably argue that little main point. But dude, what are you going to do? Like, if you're the Jets, man, like, honest to God, what are you going to do, Greg? Like, you're sitting there. Trevor Lawrence is going number one <laughs> because of that Rams game. You're number two. You don't have a choice. You have to love Zach Wilson. You have to fall in love. You have to fall. Like, what do you, Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, I think there's a difference between falling in love with a guy and trying to convince other people he's better than the best prospect in 10 years. You start losing, if you, especially if you're a general manager, if your job is to manage a team, including a scouting department, including, you know, building an organization, building a team, you you quickly start running into, like, can you evaluate talent territory? Because Zach Wilson hasn't been very good, and Trevor Lawrence was in the playoffs this year. And it, Trevor Lawrence is a universally renowned for three seasons, the best, proce- the best prospect since Peyton Manning. So I just think you start losing credibility if you start getting on this hot take train. Like you're not Stephen A. Smith. You're not, you know, these guys out here who are making a living on hot takes. You're supposed to be a general manager, assistant general manager. You're supposed to be an offensive coordinator. You're supposed to be able to evaluate talent at the NFL level and get it to where it needs to be. And if you're that delusional, well, it starts to get me speaking, a little nervous. Speaking of, that means that LaFleur was right then because LaFleur – Halfway through the season, he was all over Mike White. He was like, I'm done with the Zach Wilson guy. Mike White says better. Can we just play the better quarterback? And yeah. he even wanted Flacco at some point over, over Zach Wilson. So and then we and then we fired LaFleur. So maybe the delusion still stands in this building, to be honest with you. And speaking of Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers would be the best guy there to help him out. We're talking evaluation. We're talking senior bowl. What did you think of the senior bowl? Did anybody jump out to you? Besides, like, the, the main guys, I don't know if you want to get into them. Go ahead. Um, um, right off the I bat, right a- off the bat, Greg, I think it's going to be – I think it's not going to be the best draft class. I, I, and that's me putting it nicely. I think it's a pretty mediocre draft class, especially in the first round. Yeah, I think what was special about last year, I feel like this year was a little less competitive. And I feel like last year um, the draft class was just pretty deep. Like you had guys that were in the third, fourth, and fifth round 
make major impact. Was it Tyreek Woolen? There's a fifth round pick for Seattle. Is up for defensive rookie of the year. I've learned you know, so you, much. I've learned yeah. so much from Tyreek Woolen and, and DK Metcalf. Shout out Seattle. I've learned so much from those guys. Yeah. Like when you when you get draft classes like that, where you're, you're talking about third, fourth, fifth round picks are up for players of the year or whatever it is. The Chiefs playing in the Super Bowl with a ton of rookies or a ton of, a ton of young players. I don't necessarily know if I see that. Like we're starting to look at it. It looks like it gets pretty thin around the third round where last year we were like, we'll take Muma in the fourth, no problem. Or we'll take, you know, so-and-so in the fourth, no problem. And those guys are like starting in playoff games and stuff. So I don't know if that's going to be the case. What kind of surprised me a little bit, I don't know how you felt about it. I think Max Duggan looked terrible. Awful. I don't know if he was out of place. I don't know what it was. To me, that was the biggest storyline of the Senior Bowl for sure. You know what's interesting? He got one of the MVPs of the Senior Bowl for for that's for crazy. having like the best practice. To me, it that's crazy. crazy. I don't, I, I don't know if it no, was I agree. just. I agree. I don't know what it was. Um, but dude, he had a sack. He gave up a sack as a quarterback because he just held the ball too long. Then he fumbled the ball because he stumbled out of his. Yeah, snap, that was so bad. That and then ran into bad. the running back, tripped over, ran <laughs> to the running back, and fumbled the ball. Yeah. And then yeah. he had another bad play there too. So um, it was kind of surprising to see a guy that went to the national championship play one play in the Super Bowl, and then two looked so Bowl. bad compared to the other guys. Yeah, um, I agree. But just on the quarterback note, Hendon Hooker kind of yeah. gave me some eyebrows. I kind of, I'm yeah. kind of, I'm kind of okay with taking Hooker in like the third, fourth round, even if we get an Aaron Rodgers. To be honest with you, like to just throw him as a third quarterback and just kind of phase Streveler out. You know what I mean? If it's Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Zach Wilson, and have Hendon Hooker there, I think there's some potential there. I think his injury really helps with his draft stock value. I mean, obviously not for him. It's lowered his draft stock, but I think for value, once he's in the third, fourth round, it's impossible, I feel like, to not draft Hendon Hooker. Yeah, I'm with you for sure. Um couple other guys I started looking at was really offensive linemen. I feel like that's where we're going to have to go in the second, third round, fourth round, depending on what picks we're going to have if we end up do trade for Aaron Rodgers. It just, it just depends, yeah. It just depends on if we trade yeah. this year's first or next year's first. It all depends. A couple names that stood out to me, and God bless me for trying to pronounce these guys, center for Michigan. First name John Michael Smith. Oh, week. no, no. Oh, not Michigan. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, Minnesota. Minnesota. Oluwatami. Yeah, yeah, I can't say it. I can't say it. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. so he had. I think he had a great practice. So did the guy from Minnesota. That's John that? Michael John, Schmitz. John Michael Schmitz. That's the other guy too. Both those centers I thought looked pretty good all camp long. I was watching some of the O line versus D line um, from practice, like highlights on YouTube and stuff. Um, I think both of those guys look pretty good. The one lineman we talked about in the last episode had the super long arms. He practiced the first day and then didn't practice the second day when we recorded. I don't think he practiced the rest of the week. I don't think he played in the game. Dude, I think so, he was so good. I think we're talking about Jones here. I think he was so good. Yeah. The guy from Ohio yeah, State, right? He's a right tackle. Yeah, Broderick Jones. Brad, yeah. Broderick Jones. I think I think they literally told him, dude, you're good. Don't, yeah, like don't even risk it. Like you killed it in the first day. You're, you 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 proved your point. You're from Ohio State. You shouldn't even be 
in your Ohio State offensive lineman. You really shouldn't even be at the Senior Bowl regardless. You showed out day one. You killed everybody in practice. That's it. Just go home. Yeah. I, I, legit, think, I legit think that's what happened. I would um, love him as a right tackle. I love John Michael weird. Schmitz. I love, I, I'm okay with the center from Michigan. Another right tackle for you, John, that I think is going to be projected top second round-ish where we're going to be picking, middle second round maybe where we're picking, is uh, Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Yes. So he had a great again, senior bowl. He right has small tackle. hands, though, Greg. He's a little bit smaller, 340 pounds. I think a little short on the arms, a little small. But, dude, he just punches. Like, he'll just hit you. He'll knock you down. Yeah. He played in a big-time program in Tennessee. They had an incredible season this year. He blocked for Hedden and Hooker. He, you know, there's a lot of expectation. He played a lot of big games. So he nice. played up to that moment. Craziest thing about him, John, he's only played 15 games, including this past season, at That's the collegiate scary. level. Super That's raw. Scary. Super raw. But he played well to the point where he has a first, late first, second round grade on him. Maybe those guys he's not never a day one second, starter. Yeah, yeah, those guys always go in like a third, fourth round. And maybe that's the case. Maybe he ends up dropping to the third or fourth round. And that's our Max Mitchell that is a little bit more of a developmental guy, has a year or two to build because, God willing, we have a fully staffed offensive line going into the season. Um, but I liked what I saw from him. Like I said, he played pretty good. There was a, was a he had a block in the game on a wide nine, which I know that because the Jets, yeah, just sick. let let the wrap the guy around the the quarterback. Just played really good technique. So again, I'm with you there. Not the biggest and not the strongest guy, like the guy from Ohio State that we talked about, but just pretty good tape from what I saw this week. Is somewhat stood out to me. Where he should be falling according to projections right now is right about where we're picking for a position in need. So I was happy to see that. That's fair enough. What about you? The, the, Any, the anyone last guy for you? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna throw in one more offensive lineman. We mentioned him last time, but it's really on, on, on the negative side here, and that's Blake Freeland, the tackle from mm. BYU, who was a five-year tackle. He was a beast in BYU. We were looking forward to him coming out. He looked really bad when he tried to play as right tackle uh, in any in any practice drills, and he didn't have the best. Uh, left tackle situation. I don't think he's going to come here, but again, late in the late rounds, I'm taking Blake Freeland. He's a monster of a human. You know what I mean? He like he he's built like Becton. So you you put him yeah. there, you have him behind him, and you kind of figure it out. That's how I would play it. But he kind of disappointed me. I'm I'm in love with John Michael Schmitz, and not because of John Michael Schmitz. I'll be honest, but because of how annoyed I am that everybody told me that Creed Humphrey's not good. And we shouldn't draft yeah. him, and I'm silly, and he turned out to be a beast, and, and we shouldn't draft Tyrell Linderbaum because it's silly, and I don't know what I'm talking about, and he's a center, and he's a beast. Like, that stuff gets to me. That's what, like, DK Metcalf and Tariq Woolen, everybody told me they're too big, they're too strong, they're too fast. <laughs> like, I, 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 I still don't know why I listened to any of them, and, and they're, they're beasts. So I'm kind of actually flipping towards the wide receivers here. I love the wide receivers in this draft. The cornerbacks are very good which sucks for us because we have Sauce and we have DJ Reed. <laughs> so, and we have Michael Carter, honestly. So it, it, it's not great that the cornerbacks are so good. But there's some very special wide receivers out here in the senior bowl, Greg, that really caught my eye. Of course, okay. there's, the, there's the absolute track star from Princeton, uh, Andre Yeshivas, who killed it, and everyone's starting to get on track here. Captain, captain of the track team, breaking heptathlon records. <laughs> I mean, what do you want from the guy? He's a beast. He has a frame. 
But he played in Ivy League. He played in Princeton. Kid from Hawaii. So you have question marks there. I think he's going to be fantastic in the NFL. I really love this kid. I love Jaden Reed. Uh, killed that wide receiver. Rashi Rice from SMU. Amazing. Um, uh, the kid from Stanford. Uh, the wide receiver from Stanford. He didn't have a, a great... His name is Mike Wilson, is it? Uh, he, he didn't have a great senior bowl, but he looked really good in the practice cuts. Um, we have... The kid from BYU, uh, Nagua, who kind of stocked down a little bit, which I'm okay with. I think he, I think when, once you're from BYU, man, you got you got you got to get stocked down. I mean, I remember us talking about Dax Milnay and how we should bring him to the Jets as an undrafted free agent because he was good with Zach Wilson in BYU. I mean, sometimes the competition really does matter. Yeah, stock up, Hutchinson, the guy from Iowa State. He didn't have a great game, but dude, I really like him. He get he he gets some separation. I love these wide receivers. I really want one of them. Dude, what do you have? Reed, Reed is really good. Reed is really good, but Yeshivas is so damn good, man. One name you haven't mentioned, and I'm not sure why, is a name that I've been screaming about for two years now on Michigan, and that's Ronnie Bell. I feel like Ronnie Bell is not your typical size, speed kind of guy, but he just makes plays for Michigan. Michigan that has absolutely no weapons at the really at the wide receiver position, but this one guy, he's not super big, he's not super he's not super fast. He can just play wide receiver. I think better than most. He can make he can get separation through route running and technique. He can make plays on a ball that's really not ever in the perfect spot because the quarterback's never great at Michigan over the last three four years. Yep. You know, I just think he's been very good for two or three years. Six foot, 190, but again, not blazing speed. He's not like a speedster that's going to run down the field and, and kill you. Um, you know, last year, 900 yards, four touchdowns. Again, nothing absolutely crazy. But when you're, if you're looking for a guy in a big game and you need a big play, he's been pretty good for Michigan over the last couple of years. So, um, that's someone that stood out to me wide receiver-wise. Defensive-wise, one name that kind of stood out to me, because, again, I was watching a lot of the offensive line defensive reps. I think I might have just moved on from his name. i got to find it again real quick. But it was the guy from... Uh, Don't tell me Bowling um, Green. No, Will McDonald the fourth from Iowa State. Oh, yeah, he, he was, was like good. A, he's, he's like a smaller outside linebacker or the outside defensive end linebacker. I think he's 6'3", 240. So he's not really big enough to be like an every down linebacker or a defensive end, but he's a little bit too big for a linebacker position. Um, he started doing some drills and I was looking at him. It, he was very fast twitch, good off the ball, good speed, was able to beat people inside and outside, outside with raw speed and a good move, inside with a spin move or some good technique. Um, looked at his stats and his stats were down this year. He didn't have the best senior year. Um, yes. 11 and a half sacks two years ago, 11 or 10 and a half sacks two years ago, 11 and a half sacks last year, five sacks this previous season. So um, tackle numbers are still there. Assist numbers are still there. Um, a couple extra pa uh, pass, def you know, deflects and break up. So I don't know if he was playing more cover this year at Iowa State, but those are one of those guys that if he's available late in the round and we kind of need a little bit of a speedster guy that's going to play special teams and then come in kind of like Michael Clemens almost did this year. If we need another type of position, he's one that stood out to me when I was watching those offensive defensive uh, matchup highlights. All Don't right, know if it's a position enough. need for us, which is incredible. 
I know. And, and that's why I didn't even mention Ty J. Spears from yeah. Tulane, the running back. Because it, it, I, I know we're going to add another running back here. I'm hoping it's Jamal Williams as a veteran to sure. hang out with Brees Hall. Uh, but, dude, Ty J. Spears is a beast from Tulane. I actually, I'm going to tell you right now, Greg, I love every single Tulane player that's coming out. I hope yeah. the defensive guys fall to us late. The the the, the linebackers and the two safeties. I, I love them. They're so good. So Tajay Spears is, is, is a guy from the senior bowl that really caught my eye. I'm just but and there's a bunch of good cornerbacks too. But I'm worried because this is not a position of need for us. What upsets me is there's not that many good safeties. But that's it is a position of need for us. What was the one guy I had here? Uh the guy from Illinois. Illinois. Yep. Yeah. He's he, he's good. Sydney Brown. He's good. Yeah. He, he, I think Kirby I think Joseph is better. a little bit too. What's up? I think Kirby Joseph is better. The guy that went from Illinois last year. Um, last year's safety class was so good, man. Remember Petrie when we were talking about him? He's doing so well in Baylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of good safeties, a bunch of good defensive backs. Did you see real quick before we get out of here? Did you see ESPN? I don't know who at ESPN wrote it, but they redrafted last year's draft. Sauce Gardner went one overall. That's how dominant he is. Love to see that. I've never been so happy to be so wrong about something in my whole life than drafting yeah. Soros Gardner. So, so, uh, and, I, and I owned up to it, you know. He's been so good. He's been so dominant. And if we, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about uh, the running back Mo Ibrahim in the in the East West Shrine Bowl to to get him as an undrafted free agent, line him up with uh, JMS. But you mentioned Sauce Gardner. I have to, I have to get off. On Sauce Gardner talking about how he knows a little something, something. He's talking to Shri he's talking to yeah. Kyle Brandt on NFL Network, talking about Aaron Rodgers. He says he need, he wants a little, he he knows a little something, something, but he won't get too much into it. We know he talks he a lot. Something about something, that kind of yeah. excited me. And then Garrett Wilson, almost on every show on yeah. Radio Row today, being very candid about a man who's under contract with Green Bay. I mean, I wonder if he's gonna get fined for that. No joke. I I actually do wonder. Could be. Aaron Rodgers uh, said a funny comment. And of course, we start with Aaron and we end with Aaron uh, <laughs> during the Jets offseason podcast. It might be our last one or it might be this is going to be the, the the rest of the year. <laughs> starting, <laughs> starting and ending every episode with Aaron Rodgers. But he made a funny comment. He said, contrary to, to popular belief, I'm actually under contract with Green Bay. I'm not a free agent, which is hilarious. Everybody's yeah. talking about him like it's inevitable that he's coming to... Dude... Bill Simmons, who hates the New York Jets, and Peter Schrager, who's so involved with the New York Jets, is telling us that Aaron Rodgers is coming. I mean, what else? Honestly, if if they came up to you right now, Greg, and said that to you, what else would you possibly need? Literally, what, yeah. what, what other evidence would you need that he's coming? But it was just so cynical. I'm so scared that he's going on this retreat. I, nothing True. good could ever happen to the Jets. But, you know, I need this to happen for us because... You know, thanks for listening to, to you know uh, to this full episode. The reason why we're so casual right now on the Senior Bowl stuff, we don't want to get too 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 deep into the draft yet because we don't know where we're drafting. Yeah. Like, how how much can I talk about Paris Johnson or you know the 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 tackle from uh, Northwest uh, Northeastern if we don't even know if we're drafting? Yep. Yeah, so that, and I think that's a good point to remind the audience that, you know, we're going to be diving into this stuff week in, week out, but we're going to be doing some cursory stuff. I think next week, maybe we try to do a little bit more on like 
I liked when you were showing in the group chats like who we're cutting, who we're keeping, where we're at salary cap wise. If you have time to do that next week, I'm down some, to do that for sure. I got some breaking news on the Knicks. Some Knicks news? I saw some NBA news. I didn't see any Knicks news. Breaking news. What do you got for the Knicks? Who who what's moving on? Josh Hart that has okay. left the court, and then Woj just tweeted the Trailblazers are trading Josh Hart to the Knicks. Okay. I love that. Doesn't say don't what know it for is. Next. Yep. Don't know. Don't know. It's 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 literally breaking right now as we speak. So we don't know the compensation, but that's a Woj bomb, baby. Give me Josh Hart. We have a wing. Who are we gonna send? Do you think it's Cam Reddish? I think so. I think that's who we've been trying to trade all season. So, but Josh Hart has a real contract. Think we got rid of Fournier? Yeah. Maybe it's your boy Fournier. Yeah. Josh Hart is making 12.9. We can't just give him Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, yeah. Doesn't work. Oh my. I know this is the, I know this is the end of the Jets episode here, but things are happening. It's breaking news though. Yeah, it's Knicks, Jets, etc. Let's end this episode. Let's wrap this up. Tell everyone to like and subscribe where they can find Go us. ahead. Yeah. We got it. We gotta get on to a Knicks episode now. We got breaking news. <laughs> yeah, like like, subscribe to our YouTube. We have some visuals going on. We're doing some new things. Bear with us for the next month. Uh we are doing some real big things here with the Knicks side, with the Jets side. We're, have some patience with us. We know it's in the middle of the Knicks season. Not ideal. <laughs> we get that. Uh, yep. but we're rolling through here. Hopefully right after the the, the, the the All-Star break, we'll be rocking and rolling. Jet stuff, we're getting, we're getting into it right now. I'm going to start writing again for the Jet Press Hardcore. We're getting into it, man. If Aaron Rodgers comes, it's all over. If Aaron Rodgers comes to the New York Jets, it's all over. Yeah. But let's just start here. Let's just calm down. we got a week left. To figure that out we got the knicks trade deadline hit us up there knicks comment jets comment etc period on our youtube you have the knicks episodes where we recap we recap games where we talk about games after they happen where we talk a trade deadline we're talking all-star game shout out to jericho sims we got winning picks weekly where we got the super bowl odds coming out nice final episode, episode out final there. episode of the football season this week so sad so sad but we'll do we'll do draft odds soon and you know what it is jets episodes We'll begin to the draft soon. Aaron Rodgers, I might just, I might just go live twenty four hours if, if we get Aaron Rodgers. I might just <laughs> yeah. this live. Turn us into a vlog channel. <laughs> yeah, we might start going live uh, for 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 uh, post game Nick stuff. We'll talk about it all. Let us know what you think. Jets, 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 man, this Nick stuff got me hyped. Let's go, Josh Hart, baby. Let's go, Nick's team. I'm hyped. Anything else, Greg? No, let's go Jets.